I went on a Disney cruise. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. everybody welcome to dropping sunday i'm one of your hosts seth and i'm your other host andrea and let me tell you dropping sunday is a we're a semi-reverent look at christian pop culture um you know just a couple of notes we're not here to tick you off we're not here to get you saved although if either of those things happen please let us know yeah this is definitely a podcast uh, again podcast <laughs> I'm leaving it in this time. Podcast for <laughs> Christians by Christians, but you do not need to believe to belong. Um, in the studio today is the wild card. We'll get, we're going to get to her in just a second. But until then, Andrea, how's your heart? My heart's fine. The rest of me is real tired. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've I'm, been working a lot? I've been working. Yeah. Well, we had Discovery Day again. Okay. And I think we have it every month. Did you do the call? Uh, well, the call was last week. Okay. Oh, I guess I haven't talked about it. No, we, we no. We recorded before the call. We've been away. Yeah, it went great. I didn't have 200 people on the validation call. So, yay. Okay. I think I had seven. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's manageable. But you sent out 1,700 emails. I did. I, I sent out 1,700 invitations. And we were supposed to have about 15. We had, uh, maybe, well, maybe 13. We had a few no-shows. Um, we almost had a disaster with someone that had RSVP'd that I didn't know their name and I didn't know that they were someone that didn't need to be on the call. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no. And um, anyway, it was fine. Sometimes when I'm doing a conference call with my people, I like to, you know, I do the roll call. Hey, uh-huh. so-and-so, are you here? So-and-so, are you here? But then I'll be like, uh, I'll name the CEO of the company and be like, uh, Dr. Blah, 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 are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Just to be like, no, okay, I guess he couldn't make the call. I guess he couldn't make it today. Just to like let him know, hey, someone else might call in. You guys never know. I sent the invite. Uh, you, yeah. never, you absolutely never know. Um, hey, Wildcard. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> How's your heart, hon? It's there. It's there. Fantastic. That's um, a better answer than my, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's beating. It exists. My heart's good. All it's right. It's there. Well, you guys have been a lot of fun. Okay, that's been Dropping Sunday. Seth, how's your heart? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it's rested. It's relaxed. Uh, we did go on this. Uh, we did go on this trip, and it was a, um, you know, usually when you go on a Disney trip, it's it's go 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 the entire time. It's like you need a vacation from your vacation, right? This we actually had some time to like sit down and relax for a that's little nice. bit, and so that yeah. was nice. Came back, drove in late Monday night. And then had to catch the first flight out on Tuesday morning. And so um, when I came in late to choir mm-hmm. last night, um, that was me coming, climbing off of an airplane. Oh, nice. And, and coming directly in. Uh, yeah. So That's how dedicated he is. That's right. That's right. Don't yeah. you dare forget it. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. We are dedicated to choir. We are. Dad gummit. Yeah, maybe that should be our um, our church helpers from anonymous pastors. They're like, people appreciate your dedication. Maybe show up, um, but it won't be this week. No, nope. you want to get it? You want to hit some new stuff, and then we can kind of see yeah. what the wild card has for us. Is that yeah. fine? Oh no! Oh no! It's not, it's not bad this time. Except this you time. know this time, and yeah. also she's already done an evil laugh at least twice. Yeah, no, I didn't I think think even touch her about it. So yeah, yeah, every, yeah it's it's terrible. Okay, so. Um, we we just we just last week had our big boycott episode. Um, <laughs> that was fun. 
I want to talk a little bit more about Disney today, if we can. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, there's a new boycott that's come out in the last week. Oh, no. Is it Did, coronavirus? No. Like, Well, yes, we should be boycotting coronavirus. We should also be boycotting shaking hands at church. I just want to say <laughs> yes. right now, yes. for the love of yes. everyone, for, for the next couple months... Let's maybe do a fist bump, a wave. No, did you see the one where they had, um, we're not shaking hands or fist bumping, we're jazz hands? <laughs> okay, exactly. listen. Spirit fingers. I, that's fine. Just don't germ me, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't I do like it. that on a regular day. Like, <laughs> I don't like to, you know. Shake everybody's hand? No, especially shaking someone you know who just shook like 100 people before you. Yeah. Oh, y'all just keep some Purell in your bag. You'll be fine. Okay, so famous last words. You'll be fine. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog is having a reboot. Oh, no. And uh, the main character, uh, Emily Elizabeth, is going to be having a friend whose name is Samantha. And uh, Samantha Who is this Samantha? (laughs) Samantha! (laughs) Samantha! Are you Samantha? Um, (laughs) Samantha. Samantha. Samantha's going to have two moms. So so there's that. So now there's another boycott for uh, for Clifford, the big are gay they, dog. Okay. Are they boycotting Clifford or PBS in general? I think they're one and the same, aren't they? I don't know. Because I think that show is actually going to be on Amazon. So I think, that, I think they're just boycotting that Clifford show. Just a show. So, you know, more boycotts are coming down the pike, guys. If you're like, hey, we didn't talk about XYZ123, I'm sure we're going to talk about more boycotts in the future. So... The- Trust me, they'll keep coming up. Yeah. Y'all are going to keep boycotting stuff, so we'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's also, uh, here's something that we, it's a, it's a little old, but we've never talked, we haven't talked about it yet. Mm-hmm. It's a church that has actually boycotted old people. Have you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen? I mean, do you, have you guys heard about this one? Yeah, I think, I think Julie's the one that sent yes. it to me. Oh. Sent it to us. <laughs> Oh, was he? Was, I contribute. She does. She sent it to us. I remember talking about it. Okay. So um, there's a church in Minnesota that's actually asked its elderly members to leave. Now, listen, there's a big, long article, and I'm sure there's like good points for all this, but no, uh, perception, no. there's not? No, not really. Oh, really? Okay. Well, perception is reality. They've asked all the old people to get out, and like they have to like wait a time frame before they can apply to come back to church. Is that- yeah, because they're trying to rebrand the church and be more hip. So, yeah. Cool. To get more members because, I don't know, maybe everybody else is dying off. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, Andre, you got, you got any thoughts on this one? Well, anytime with something like this, I feel like it gets certain aspects of it get um, distorted. Distorted. However, reading what I'm reading, I, I do think that they probably went about it the wrong way. And uh, I'm not sure there's a right way to go about it, but you know what I mean? Like reading it and cause I do see a line right down here from uh Wetterstrom. Is that- yeah. By the way, pastor Wetterstrom <laughs> That's is a not terrible name. Yeah. Um, oh. He said, no one is being asked to leave the church. He said people are disappointed that the service is being canceled. Okay. So, I, well, they won't be uh, well, physically barred from attending. <laughs> Um, that makes no they, sense. They will have to um, 
probably do like a fight to the death or something. Yeah. And whoever wins can that go makes to church. Sense. And, or, you know, if they're already so close rock, to death, we might as well. A few <laughs> rounds of rock, paper, scissors. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, uh, I <laughs> enjoy. offered up his tribute. Oh, my gosh. More than one person has raised their hand in this room to <laughs> hold up three fingers. Um, I, I, I do enjoy playing the devil's advocate a, a lot of times. No, you don't. Especially on this show. No, you don't. I'm sure that people who like listen to the show think that they know what I believe and they don't. <laughs> um, but I, I do like to play the devil's advocate from time to time. I would like to try to come up with a reason why this might be a good thing. And I just can't. Uh-uh, it's I just can't I can't find a way to shine this turd. It's it's it is it's what bad. it is. It is bad. It's bad. So it's a it's bad PR. It's bad everything. It's just a bad look. Also, there is a church in uh in LA that has been boycotted a lot for its stances on a lot of different things. Mosaic. It's um, you know, it's a church the pastor Erwin McManus is uh I mean, I by the way, I like the teaching. I think I mean, for the most part, uh I, I've I've enjoyed listening to it. Did you see that Ben Affleck actually went and like did an interview for their church? No. Okay. So here we go. I'm gonna I'm just gonna play a clip here. Uh this should start off with uh with uh, Erwin, Pastor Erwin. You, you had some interesting uh, insights, I think, on grace and forgiveness. And uh, it made me think a lot this week is about how Jesus didn't just um, redefine our relationship with God as a God of grace, but he actually almost created a revolution saying we should give grace to each other. I, I find that so powerful, you know, really moving and, the, and, and compelling. The idea that God, you know, Jesus loves us and forgives us, all of us, everybody, no matter, all of the people that, are, that you know that you think are great and all the people that you want to judge and want to be angry at and want, you know what I mean? That, oh, he, so he, if, the, if God loves all of us and then encourages us all to love one another and not to judge one another and to forgive one another, uh, it, I find that incredibly moving. That's really God setting an example for us for how we might be. So, I mean, there's just, um, he, he's 30 minutes of him, but they're just talking about his faith yeah. and talking about going to church. And he was like, uh, his kids were like, well, dad's not going to church today. And, and he's like, I'm going to a different church, you know? And so like, he's trying to raise his kids. So that, that's cool. Um, the, his new movie, the way back, um, it's a sports movie. It's gonna be right down your alley. Right. down. My, I love sports movies. Yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a movie about, uh, sitting in the backseat on a road trip. <laughs> Sitting in the way back. In the way back. <laughs> so, um, I was also I was I was on a uh, uh, a website this week called ChristianBeat.org, and it's just it's got a bunch of stuff about music, and um, and it's where I pull some of my news and everything. And I was just kind of scrolling down, and all of a sudden I see, <gasps> look at that, look at that, Gerard and Javon Woods celebrate two stellar awards nominations. Oh. So excited for them! Yeah, so that that's that's really cool. I mean, just I mean to be. I mean, we knew they had the nomination, but it's so cool to, that they're on that website. Yeah, just to be able yeah. to. I don't know. I mean, people see this. I'm just saying that's that's pretty great. And so we I know excited. them. I, Santa. <laughs> what? Gosh, she's not tracking with us. Today. No, she's not. Have you had your coffee, <laughs> no, wife? I have not had my Dr Pepper today, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife calls me dude. I love it. <laughs> Did you see that uh, 10th Avenue North is going to be uh, splitting up? What? No. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, they that they, they that just came out. They've announced their farewell tour. So, yeah, so they say good. why? Um, yeah, they said you didn't listen enough. <laughs> you specifically, Julie, did not listen to their music enough. That's what they said. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> you know who else is farewelling? Who's that? Rascal Flats. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> God, Got God, her. God's no longer going to bless that broken road, I guess. Um, yeah, we actually know one of the guitar players for Rascal Flats. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he we went to school with him. He's an um, one of those dudes who plays every instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh he's phenomenal. One man band. One man. I have band. a I have a headline. Okay. So, uh Pope Francis had to be tested for coronavirus. Y- you know what? I yeah, he's in Italy. He well, he is and he's uh, with the masses. But he was also like hawking up a lung while he was trying to you know, yeah, and also he's old. He's in that time. That he's in that he's, age range. He is 80, 83, I think is what I read. Yeah, eighty three, and it said he fell ill in uh, as Italy battles to contain an outbreak of the coronavirus in the north part of the country. I I don't think that he has it, but he he was tested for it. Yeah, so. I mean, hey, for real, like, can our not for me just be like coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet from uh, from bad church secretary that said uh, added the Johnsons to the prayer list because someone's heard they had the case of the coronavirus. Actually, it was just a case of Corona, but we should still pray for him. <laughs> and it's the Johnsons. Wait, is that about oh, wait. you guys? No, oh, no, no, no. I didn't know she was going to tweet that when I sent it into her. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean. Okay. Y'all ready? Because I have a joke. I have okay. a coronavirus joke. I'm okay. <laughs> She's, she is so proud of herself right now. You ready? Yeah. You know what goes best with coronavirus? Lyme disease. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't know why everyone's so worried about the coronavirus anyway. It was made in China. What what happened? (laughs) Okay, so listen. Do you you want to try one more? No, that's all I got. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So listen, there's... I've gotten like six emails about the coronavirus in the last two and a half days yeah. from my office. Uh, but we've got like a whole like action plan for the coronavirus. We've talked about it way too much in the last week at my office. And so I'm just kind of like, you know what? Everybody just wash your hands. Just use soap and water and wash your hands and you'll be fine. I mean, I don't know that you'll my be boss fine, was but- like, hey, if we get quarantined, man, we'll be so much more productive. <laughs> Golly, that's so it. What is his number? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's oh. green or pepperoni or something. No, I don't know. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking about Enneagram number. You're like, what? I don't know. It's green. Green or I pepperoni? Because uh, I don't believe in that crap. I thought. That's because you're an eight. <laughs> it's true. I thought. I bet you, were, you he knows because he loves. I'm sure uh, he does. He loves I you were asking tests. for his phone number because you were going to call him. No. no. <laughs> I'm like. That's hilarious. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like. Do you have it in your phone? I, I do that. Well, that's that's the. So I work. I work with doctors. Telepath. Yeah, yeah. I work with. Uh, I work with doctors since I was in a doctor's several doctor's offices over this past week, and and uh, one of the doctors just like, 
by the way, we're like in the middle of nowhere. And this doctor's like, listen, we've already got it. I don't know. I think I think when I was growing up, the one kid had chicken pox and all the parents sent him to their house to get the chicken pox so we could all have the chicken pox and be done with it. Let's get everybody in the room. See what happens. I'm like, you're a medical doctor. It doesn't make me feel very good. Yeah. The, nobody knows what to do about it right now. So, no. um, so, you know, T's and P's. I do know that we shouldn't shake hands at church on Sunday. That's that part I do know. Hey, she has hands. please don't, please don't be offended if I'm like, nah, we're good. Um, on Sunday when this comes out. You know, there's going to be people you're looking at me like, oh, Seth, don't say that. But you're like, there's going to be people who are going to come up and try to shake my hand because of this. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, OK, that's cool. I just I'm you can come shake my hand. I'll be fine. She, but don't be offended when she pulls out Purell. Right. Exactly. After. I yeah. will Purell my hands right after. But yeah. I'll shake your hand. That's what that's what we that's what greeters need is like <laughs> so, we need two. We need to double up on our greeter team so somebody can like shake hands and then someone else can spray it with Lysol, <laughs> shake the next hand, spray with Lysol. Listen, we got we got Purell stations all around my office. Yeah. <laughs> we got when you come off the elevator, Purell. Yeah. I had some guy try to shake my hand and as he pulled away, I saw warts all over his hand. What, recently? It was a while ago. Okay, thank you. I was like, uh <laughs> I feel like this is information you tell your husband. So I mean, I'm That's, trying to try shaking your hand either, do a look of disgust and then immediately go and wash my hands. I mean, I know we've been married 18 years, but I still like to hold your hand. So I would like yeah, to well, know about these things. It's been a long time since then. Are you? What? Since he held your hand? No. Since oh, I, gosh. <laughs> I got mad there for a second. I was like, what? No, since I shook the guy's oh, hand. Wow. All right. So. Wild card? You wanna you wanna give us your wild card se- segment? Sure. Oh wait, hold on! I didn't play your theme music. Mm. There she goes. All right. Um, That's it. That's all you get. Wow. So, can I'm gonna have to edit so much of this just because <laughs> of the shade that I don't want to make. Do it again. Really? Yeah. Give it a give it a couple more seconds. No, that's it. No, do it again. No, it's my show. <laughs> it's my segment. Do it again. No. Do you understand that the only reason I have a podcast so I can tell a story without being interrupted? Well, then why are you having me on your show? I don't know. This is what the girls decided, and I'm like powerless against you two. It's your idea. It's a terrible idea. No, it's okay. All right. What's what's your wild card? Okay, you ready? Yes. No. Shut up. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, baby, go. Ministry bucket list. Ooh. Okay. I need a little more. What's on your ministry bucket list? Oh. Oh, what's on our personal ministry yes. bucket list? Oh. Okay. That's different. I, immediately, I thought you were talking about like pastors who have a, a ministry bucket list and like they oh. want to see, they want to pray for the dead to rise. Oh, yeah. And you know, like all this list of things that oh. they want to, that's that's where my mind went, which would also be cool. Um, okay. Okay. Audrey, I'm going to let your brain think about this. Okay. While I tell a quick story. Okay. Um, because a buddy of mine last week got inducted into the White Castle Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> I wish you could see that, that face you just made. That's a great look. 
I loved it. That's like I just smelled like a <laughs> fart going by me. Look. Sorry, Andrea's mom. I apologize for my wife. So. See, I thought this thing was supposed to cover my mouth. No, no, no. that was way too big. It, it, does it does not. Um, he got inducted into the White Castle Hall of Fame because he and his twin brother dressed up as White Castle employees and ran a marathon holding boxes full of White Castle and handing them out along the race. They filmed it. They put it on social media. Uh White Castle invited them to come to their big national meeting and inducted them into the White Castle Hall of Fame in Columbus, Ohio. And he sent me a video of them going down the escalator at the Columbus airport. And there was someone standing there with a sign (laughs) with his last name. And it made me realize that that's on my bucket list to have someone have a sign that has Johnson waiting for me at an airport to take me where I need to go. So the next time he comes from like, you know, wherever he goes, do you you even know what I do for a living? I I don't think so. You can stand there with a little board and make him happy. Yeah. That well, and and, you know, but also I won't, but you can, (laughs) I won't. No, I have to get out of bed. Right. Um, So, so, okay. so that's on, that's on my, my, that's not a ministry bucket that's list. Ministry, that's just random just stuff. A, yeah. So, okay. Do you have something that's on your ministry bucket list? Uh, well, I don't, I feel like I need a, like a little, I need some more parameters. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Julie, why don't you tell us something on your ministry bucket list? I have two. So, um, one is small beans. One is big beans. I guess you can say. Okay. But, uh, my first one is I've always wanted to sing for every mountain. Uh-huh. It's been on my bucket list. Okay. 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 Um, the second one is I've always wanted to be a speaker at a co-ed conference. Specifically co-ed. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, co like why a co-ed or why a, sp- a speaking person? I'm curious. I'm curious why co-ed. Yeah. Why I mean, co-ed? that just seems no, very specific. I mean, I know how much you love women's conferences. I but hate women's conferences. I know. I know you do. <laughs> I like our women's conferences because we do our women's conferences well, but. Okay. Why a co-ed conference? Because I, I have something to say. And so, it's not specific to women. I don't think uh, women should just only speak to women. So. Okay. But if, if I have something to say, it's going to be a value and it will be valued to no respecters of person. Okay. What, right. Andrea? Okay. Wh- one of my bucket list items. Okay. I'm not a big um, fangirl. Okay. I don't fangirl over a lot of people. I'm I'm pretty down to earth about m- most of them. I fangirled over Priscilla Shire and it was because of my bucket list thing. Yeah. No, I, I knew <laughs> yeah, when he told yeah. me about that. I'm like, oh, I oh, bet yeah. Julie was freaking out. Um, but one person that I, because when I started. Can I guess? Yeah. Um. Sure. No. You, do you want to finish? Because I think it's Beth Moore. It's not Beth Moore. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Um, so when I first started, uh, not first started singing at church, but first started leading as a teenager, I was leading worship in our youth group. And then I also led. Um, yeah, I think you're, you know where we're I, going. I do know. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, this person was huge at the time. And it was the one person that if I ever met them, is it Michael W. Smith? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Toby Mac. No. no. And cheese. No, stop. Do you, do you know? It's Sandy Patty. No. 
no. Amy Grant? No, no, Darlene Check. Oh. So she was huge when I was uh, when I was in you know junior high and high school. She was a just really big in Hillsong and writing songs and shout to the Lord was was out and it was one of the first songs I ever learned to play on piano. <clears throat> And I loved her style, like even her clothes. I had my, I had a jacket that was a darling check jacket. It was like long and, and with a big lapel. And listen, I am telling you, if if I could sing with darling check, I think I think I would just die. I would just be so happy. That's a good one. I would be so happy. Andrea, just rest assured that if I know one thing, <laughs> it's that. I'm hoping. Yeah, it's possible. It's on my bucket list. Yes, I do think, though, that Shout to the Lord needs to have a comeback. You know what? Just saying. I almost sing it on a Wednesday night a couple weeks ago. Like like a real comeback. Like Mm -hmm. someone needs to redo it. and Revamp it? I don't know. Make it ska or something. I don't know. But yeah. I'm sorry. Did you just say a ska version (laughs) of uh, Shout to the Lord? I'm sure there is one. Huh. This is uh, Insiders, Skalaluya, Shout to the Lord. Skalaluya 2. Yeah. This is the second album. Okay, my question is, why do you know about this? So I think that uh, they didn't want to just overhype all the horns and everything. This was kind of at the tail end of the ska movement. Insiders is moving a little bit out of all of that. But yeah, there you I'd go. Say, I don't think I know what ska music is. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like it's got the polka beat with the trumpets and the trombones. Okay. Sure. So it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of up rhythm on the guitar with you know horn sections and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm mean, it's it's good. It's I don't know that it's gonna ever make a comeback. I mean it it might. Uh, Five Iron Frenzy is touring again, so you mean ska music? Ska might, music in general might make yeah, a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was ska. Why do I know about that? You're asking how how do I mean? I'm a child is of that, the nineties. Okay, okay, that is okay. Yeah, I'm that sorry. came out. That came in that eighty nine. Came out the year I graduated <laughs> okay. high school. Yeah, that's this fine. was that's in fair. my it, That's fair. I thought it like came out like last year or something. No, <laughs> and then like, why are you still listening to that? Because I do a show about Christian pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, Seth, what's one of your ministry bucket list items? Um. Okay. So. That's a good question. I um, you know, I, I'm already ordained, you know, so there's a thing. Um, I have already baptized one of my kids. That was on my bucket list to be able to baptize my own kids. Um, and so, so that um, Jonathan's asking to be baptized. 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 That yeah. is adorable. Yeah. Ah, uh, I love that. He's like, Daddy, when can I be baptized? I said, <laughs> when you could say it right. Um. No, I didn't say no. Um, You know, I wanted to be in full time ministry, and then I realized that that's not really what God wanted for me. So Mm -hmm. that, so I'm, 
I've been able to to let that go quite a bit. So that's that that's good. Um, okay, so I've got two. Okay. I want this show to get big enough to be able to do it all the time. Okay. So let's let that that's something. And then um, this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> okay. I'd like to preach on a Sunday morning at my church. Oh. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I, I think it'd be I think it'd be kind of cool. So. Well, do you want to preach specifically in the English service? Oh yeah, no, I've already I've already <laughs> preached in the Spanish service, okay. so I've already checked that one off. Because I, you know, we've got some other language services. <laughs> Maybe you could preach in the French, African, I would probably or the make- Kenya, Rwandan. <laughs> I would probably make just as much sense in the Burmese service as I would the English service, but uh, but no, that that that's probably say that's oh, on that's my bucket one. list. Yeah, that's yep. cool. Yeah, Andrea, you only you only gave us one. You have another one? Um, yeah, I think that mine probably is a, is about speaking as well. I think I would like a chance to um, speak probably to our. I, I think to women to our women's ministry. Um, one of our events, I would like the opportunity to speak. You know, I, I've I've mentioned this a couple of times, and it's not just me specifically, but I thought, wouldn't it be neat to get kind of a panel of like just normal women at our church, you know, and have maybe and you know, here I am, the thirty six year old single woman. I that would be my perspective, and have some young moms and some older moms and older singles, and just do kind of a panel, yeah, and all kind of bring something, not necessarily. We could take questions, but just kind of offer our perspective on ministry, on Christianity and stuff like that. I, th- yeah. I think I would enjoy that. When uh, when I was in youth group, I had that whole like feeling like I was being called to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I was uh, being called to be a youth pastor. And that's uh, and then I realized that uh, my heart wasn't for youth. My heart was for my peers. Mm. And so as I've gotten older, my heart has stayed for my peer right. group, it hasn't remained, um, it hasn't remained like the heart of a youth pastor. Yeah. My youth pastor, Lenny Garrison, like he was, he had the heart of a youth pastor, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, so that's one of those things where it's hard to differentiate whenever that's just what came to my mind when you were like, I want to talk about my perspective right. from my point of view to other people. That's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. That's real good. Okay. That's a good wild card segment. That is cool. That's interesting. All right, dear listener. This is your chance. Go ahead and comment or hit us up on the socials and let us know what is your uh, ministry bucket list. And if you're like, uh, my ministry bucket list is never have to do it again. I I understand that too. (laughs) That's a valid point of view. Some of us have been there. Um, So, so yeah, hit us up and let us know. So good. Jules, that was a, that was a great, uh, that was a great segment. Thank you so much. All right. Um, so, You're feeling it for a second. Um, all right, Jules. So we went on vacation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Actually. tell me, tell me about your vacation. Well, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Let me let let me get a little because when I when I came in to your house tonight to record, uh, Jonathan came around the corner and was like, ah! "Wild man, Jonathan, it was great." Yeah. And I said, "Did you have so much fun?" And he just was like, "Yeah." And then hopping around on the couch and everything. So yeah. I think he had a good time. Yeah. And I asked him if he was surprised, and he said he was. Yeah. So good job on you guys, and good job on Jill keeping it a surprise. Uh, I, that yes. is that is so impressive to me. Yeah. That's like been the most impressive thing 
yeah, to me. Absolutely. Um, I will put together a video because I always do of our vacations of, um, you know, and it'll have the, the, the reveal in it <laughs> as well as, you know, just some, you know, a video montage of pictures and whatnot. Um, I do this for two reasons. One, people are curious. I mean, I had people straight up be like, Hey, let me see pictures. And I'm not going to pull up my phone. And plus the pictures I have on my phone are not going to be the same pictures that Julie has on her phone. And then we also have to like get the pictures downloaded that we swam with dolphins and you know, all that other jazz, uh, which by the way, that was cool. Um, (laughs) But uh, but also we force our kids to watch that video over and over again so that they can relive those memories and that yes. serotonin hit can actually hit and make them think that they're having at least a brief vacation while they're right. watching that video. And so it kind of <laughs> makes it last throughout the year. It's important. We did that on our um, we did that on our very first Disney trip, trip Disney vacation trip. Uh-huh. And um, it, it was huge because. They came, we came back on such a high. Um, I came back so healed and restored from, from, we can probably actually get into that, but I'll, I'll get, I'll get into that. Um, that I wanted to make sure that the kids could, you know, remember it and, right. and kind of, well, I wanted to give a little bit of a backstory. So when Seth and I were dating, I told him when we were dating, Hey, when we have kids, the rite of passage is going to be seven years old. We're going to take them to Disney world. So okay. If he didn't have as much exposure to Disney at all. Yeah. And I was. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, you're just going to have to deal with it because this is what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. So when it was time for Jillian to turn seven, we planned a trip to Disney World, surprised her, dressed her up like Belle. We had dinner in Cinderella's castle that night. And that was her rite of passage. And so we explained that to her. And um when it came Jonathan's turn, he was like, well, I want to do a Disney cruise instead. And so this was his rite of passage yeah. turning seven was gotcha. the Disney cruise. And yeah. we did a whole pirate theme thing for the Disney cruise. So, yeah. and, and for me, it was actually, um, and, and Hey everybody, if we don't get too far dip in depth into Christian culture, we kind of hit a little bit of that. We're going to just talk normal culture and just, I'm going to just talk from my heart if I can. For me, um, Jill's seventh birthday was a real challenge because I had made that commitment when I when I didn't think that it was going to be a problem to afford to go. And w- right before Jill turned 6, I got let go from a job and that's just the nature of medical sales it happens. Um for nothing I did at fault or anything else like that, but I had to take a job where I was making 50% of the job wow. I was making before. Yeah. And so Planning a trip to Disney World, it's not cheap, guys. I mean, you got to plan and save and 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 scrimp and save and do all the things. And so, but it was a commitment that I had made. And the fact that we were able to go to me was a testament of God's goodness that He had something in store for us there that, um, that I needed to experience. And so, Somebody asked me today, like, why is seven such a big deal? Well, it's partially a rite of passage, but for me, it's a memory of, um, it's a memory of, in all reality, God's faithfulness to us as a family and me as an individual. So that's, that's kind of where that is. That's cool. So let, let me, I do want to, I do want to ask you this about, 
about seven because yeah. this was that was your idea, right, Julie? So right because I want to say I was about seven the first time I went to Disney World. Okay. When I was a kid, and we lived in Texas. So there was only Disney World at the. T- I mean, there's Disney World, Disneyland, but it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we didn't have the availability as you know growing up either to be able just to hop in on plane and go. So right. it was my one and only time really to go to Disney World. But I felt like it was the time when you know a kid is truly the best part of childhood is they're old enough to remember it, they're old enough to experience and have fun, but not too old to be like, oh, this is dumb, you know, that kind right. of thing. So, yeah, that's why so that's seven why, that's was, why my, seven was in my, your... my kid rite of passage. Like, this is the perfect thing to remember for a kid's bucket list is yeah. Disney World. Yeah. So That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Seth, you said it was it was a place of healing or a time of healing yeah. for your family. Is Is that because of what you had gone through? Um, leading up to that or was there was there more to the story yeah no i mean i was in a pretty dark time uh just personally in my life and people i mean you know i think julie can probably attest like i i was i wasn't i wasn't in a good spot no yeah um mentally i was on antidepressants and it's because i needed them (laughs) you know i was on an ssri that that was helping me get through a hard time and and julie and i we'd even talked about okay i'm going to go on this medication but it's because there's other things in my life that i need to deal with but i'm in such a deep fate like a deep fog Mm -hmm. that i can't see through the fog to see what i need to deal with right and so i was i was on these antidepressants i was making way less money than, than what I'd ever made before. I was dealing with some, um, rejection, rejection. I was dealing with rejection. I was dealing with, um, uh, achievement identity mm-hmm. that who I am is based off of what I can achieve. And because my scoreboard was lower than where I wanted my scoreboard to be, I wasn't as good of a husband. I wasn't as good right. as a father. I wasn't a good, good provider. And I was just in this really just dark time. And, um, Julie wanted to go to Disney and fine, we'll go to Disney. I mean, understand that I, I was not a Disney person at all. Oh, so even up to that point, you weren't? No, no. My parents say that I went to Disney World or Disneyland as a baby. I have no memory of it whatsoever. Uh Um, You know, I remember some of the good Disney movies, but like right as the time when my brain should have been kicking on to Disney movies. It was like Emperor's New Groove, which is a great movie, but also like Treasure Planet. Right. All you know, like all these weird. ones that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of just they're not known to be great movies. When they're doing montages, they don't throw a Treasure Planet in, you know. <laughs> and so it was all these movies that was just it wasn't a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was a big deal for Julie and I knew, you know, I I, I was playing the role. Okay. You want to go? Let's go. And so I just wasn't prepared for what God was going to do in my life in Disney at mm-hmm. Disney world. I just wasn't prepared for it. Um, can I, can I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was asking my wife's permission okay. to, to tell uh-huh. this story, but, um, we're walking through, uh, Tomorrowland and, um, I love this story. <laughs> we're walking through Tomorrowland and um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, look at your family. And I looked at my family and the three of them just had the biggest smiles on their faces. And he spoke to my heart and he said, now engage your own heart. How do you feel? And I knew at that moment that I was truly happy, that I had a full joy in my heart. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I was like, and I even said, yeah, but I'm in the happiest place on earth. And he said, the happiest place on the, uh, on earth, the happiest place on earth is being with a family who's happy. Mm-hmm. And you don't need Disney world to feel this way. And so, I, you know, people, people think that I, I mean, honestly, Disney can become an idol. Like it can, right? I mean, anything that you put in the place of God can become an idol. But to me, Disney is a spiritual place. And in the same way that Moses and Elijah and, and the prophets of old when and, and Abraham, whenever they would experience God, they would set stones and they would say, and they would say, that is the place of my remembrance. That is the place where God did something in my life. To me, it's a, it's a bench in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And when we go sit there, I cry every single time. Because that's where God healed my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get come back. I was able to get off of the medication. And I was able to just have this full experience. And so my love for Disney actually isn't a love of Disney. It's a love of God's provision and his proving his love for me right. through cartoon characters, <laughs> through a freaking mouse. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's well, where that I can, came from. If I can speak Go ahead. for a minute here and just say that. When we walked into Magic Kingdom and we turned the corner and you looked down Main Street and saw the castle, your countenance changed. Yeah. Immediately. On yeah. that trip. You mean on yes. that on trip? On the very first trip. First yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. Now, I. The shell broke. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to be dealt with on a heart level, but the shell broke yeah. at that moment. Yeah. yeah. And it, I'll say this, you know, haphazardly, this podcast can be a catalyst for ministry in and of itself. And to be vulnerable and to say something about marriage. And I'm saying this because I have heard so many stories and talked to so many women recently. I'm a part of a couple of different women's groups and Bible studies. And I hear this all the time when it comes to dealing with marriage and dealing with a husband who's growing, going through something. There may be a season in your marriage. Seth and I have been married for 17 years. There may be a season in your marriage where maybe your husband's not the spiritual head of the household at the moment because he's got to deal with some stuff. And sometimes you have to pull up and take up the reins and step in and be okay with that. And that's okay. Because to be a perfect support person for your husband is in sickness and health. And sometimes it takes, you know, and sometimes it's a spiritual sickness and right. sometimes it's a mental spirit and sometimes it's a chemical sickness. And sometimes, right. you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there are these, there are things that go on. It's not just about physical sickness. There's emotional sickness that has to be dealt with. Um, yeah, absolutely. But here, I mean, and thank you for saying that as, as, as a wonderful wife, I mean, we call you the wild card wife, but I mean, it's because you're a wild card, but you're also wonderful. But men, if you are, um, you need to understand that you're the, also the leader of your household, whether you are being a good one or not, whichever direction you're going, that's the way your family's going. And I wasn't going in a good direction, Yeah, you know? And so, um, and, you know, cut to, well, I mean, not even three years later, right? We've been to Disney World now twice. We've been to Disneyland, took a Disney cruise. I have a Disney tattoo, <laughs> you <so> know? <laughs> I mean, so. Well, and I think this is... Uh, I I also want to take just a, a minute because I think this is important, um, and it's something that the church doesn't always talk about. I think they're they're getting better about it, but um, depression and and mental illness and you know 
dealing with things like that. I, I dealt with that myself just uh, about 18 months ago where I went through a depression and, um, was, it was a, it was a really dark time. I didn't, I didn't get on antidepressants, but I was considering it. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's how far I, I had spiraled. And, um, so I just want to say, and I think that it's clear, I don't, I don't necessarily want to put words in, in Seth's mouth, but, um, for this show, we, we understand that's, that sometimes happens and you deal with that and do what you have to do to get well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. if you need to talk to somebody, if you need to get on medication, we're not going to look, we're not going to look down on you. Do no. what you have to do. And that was the thing is that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell that part of the story is I, when I went and sat down with my, with my doctor, um, I was just there for, I was honestly there to try to save $25 a paycheck on my, on my paycheck. It was like a wellness visit. And mm-hmm. if I did, if I checked this box, I would be able to like get a health Discount. insurance credit mm-hmm. on, on my yeah. paycheck. So I was like, yeah, okay. And so I'm sitting there and my doctor looks at me and she goes, um, and she's going through all my, my stats and everything. And she's talking to me and then she goes, um, Hey, so how are you doing like mentally and emotionally? And I looked at her and said, not good. <laughs> I broke down and started crying and it really threw her off because yeah. I'm, I'm a medical salesperson. Mm-hmm. I, I've called on her. She knows me not only as my doctor, but also as work. Like she, and, and I, I like we, we have, I have a great doctor. She's very direct, very to the point and everything. And she was just like, okay, she, she listened to me in a time that, that I needed to be listened to and she saved my life. Mm-hmm. And she, she was just like, okay, I'm going to put you on, I'm going to put you on this medication. And I said, you need to tell me what it is. Okay. She says, it's an SSRI. And I said, great. How long do I need to be on it? But like, I'm, I'm doing this whole thing. And I told her, I was like, doc, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just having a really hard time because I'm having a hard time spiritually getting on board with this. And she looked at me and she said, were you raised in the church? I said, yeah. And were you always told that mental issues were something that you should be able to pray away? And I said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And she said, I need to repent to you for the damage your church has done to you. Wow. And she repented of the sin that happened whenever people told me to ignore my, what I was going through and blame God for the emotional stress that I was going through. And she, she, or that you have stress and because you don't have enough faith. Yeah. You're yeah. not relying on God. All of these things. And when dot, she, dot, dot. that was part, that, by the way, mm-hmm. that was healing in and of itself. And then, you know, once <laughs> I started taking the medication, it takes about two weeks to normalize in your system. And, <laughs> and that first time driving down the road, as the second day of taking medication, Julie was like, <laughs> are you going to be like this now? Cause I don't know if I like this. I was totally manic. I was like, Woo-hoo, this is great. I feel wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, th- this is what I would tell you if you're listening and you're, you don't, and, and you've always been told that you can pray it away or that, um, the reason that you have hardship in your life because you don't have enough faith. And the reason that your stress exists is because you don't love Jesus enough. Mm-hmm. I need to repent to you for the, your church yeah. that it did that to you and let you know that sometimes there's a chemical imbalance that you need straightened out so that you can clear your head so you can deal with the hurt, deeper hurt that happened to you in your life. Yeah. And that's exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Just backtrack for a second. Yeah. Cause you said 
that you have a Disney tattoo? I do. Okay. I t- do. Tell you've, me about you've this. You've seen this. I have. Yeah. So, um, he the, got to show it off on the cruise. Too. I did. I did get to show it off. It was great <laughs> to see. Did cast you get members. something like, uh, did, did people like, like give you like people, free drinks or something? And they're like, that's I don't awesome think you showed it off man. enough. I, I wish you would have. I probably didn't. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. It was weirdly. Let's cold. not do a yeah. Disney cruise going out of new Orleans during Mardi Gras again. That was a mistake. For um, many, many different <laughs> reasons. So reasons. many reasons. Um, so my uh, my tattoo is actually a still shot from a 1979 movie. Uh, I believe it was 1979. It was, uh, that was the year I was born. Oh, that can't be right then. Uh, from uh, from Disney's Robin Hood, and it's closer to the end after a big battle. Um, everybody thought Robin had died, and uh, he pops out of the water, and Skippy. The, the little rabbit. This is the, where <laughs> Robin Hood's a fox. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, nope. Jumps into his arms and they there's this embrace in this look where it's just an amazing, just this really loving look between Robin and Skippy. And I was looking at different pictures and everything. I was not looking for tattoos, but I saw this still. And uh, we were laying in bed just looking at different pictures. And I, yeah. I, I said, that's it. If I ever get a tattoo, that's it. By the way, first tattoo. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, if I ever get a tattoo, that's going to be it. And so. Meanwhile, well, you know, while we were dating and stuff, he's like, I'm going to get a tattoo. It's going to be my whole back. It's going to be black and white. And it's going to be, you know, the Valley of Dry Bones with, you know, Ezekiel just rising and all the whole thing. Yeah. I wanted the Gustave Dore. Wow. Valley of yeah. Dry bones it, has, it has to be something biblical. Yeah. Kind of went in a different direction there, didn't yeah. you? Both you girls can hush. So, um, <laughs> So, um, so anyway, I, I, I did a lot of research and there was a couple of reasons why I waited till I was 38 to get my first tattoo. And that's because, um, <laughs> you're a doughy youth pastor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how do I get away with it? Um, but also like I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't regret the style of it. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'd got a tattoo when I was 18, I'd have a tribal band on my arm right now. Yeah. Tribal cross on your <laughs> calf or something right i mean something dumb. something silly that i'm not, try to not against anybody up. who got tribal no and listen a lot of people got them and you've been yes. trying to figure out a way to not show no, no, it no, off no, no. you'd have a dolphin years. tramp stamp that's what you would have are you kidding me with that <laughs> get out of here <laughs> I, I was thinking butterfly but okay dolphin okay, we can do dolphin. dolphin but it would have the tribal band on the outside <laughs> yes. yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no the dolphin come, would be the come, belly button okay this has gone way off the rails so I wanted to have something that I, that was going to like stylistically mm-hmm. look good. I wanted to also have a good enough tattoo that I would be proud of the art. And that meant I was going to need a good artist. Right. And that meant that I was also going to have to pay good money. And I'm pretty frugal when it comes to things. And so I had to save up quite a bit of money to get it done. And so I went and showed him and he goes, okay, I can do that. And he, um, He's like, I, I can do it exactly like that picture and it'll be the size of a quarter and it'll look stupid on you because you're a big dude. It's like, what you need is this. Let me size draw it. of a quarter. <laughs> and so, um, and he's like, I want to do the, the new school coloring and this is all stuff. And we'll, we'll post a picture of my tattoo on, on some page or something somewhere. Um, and so I showed up for the, uh, for, for the session and he put it on my arm and I was, it, it was way bigger than I was expecting. And I just had this voice, like, I don't think it was like the Holy Spirit or anything, but I had this just gut feeling that was just like, trust the artist. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I trust you, make it work. And what came out was just what I think is a beautiful piece of art. I mean, it's really, really well done. Here's the purpose. Here's the meaning behind it. At the beginning of the movie, um, it's Skippy's birthday. 
And I'm going to try my best not to cry during this. Um, at the beginning of the movie, it's Skippy's birthday and his entire family save up to give him a gold coin. And that is his treasure. And then the sheriff of Nottingham comes and steals that coin from him. And immediately after that, Robin Hood shows up and he gives Skippy a bow and arrow and a hat. And after that, Skippy had the boldness of Robin Hood. He thought he was Robin Hood. And every time he got into trouble, he, you could see that he, could, he felt like he could do whatever Robin could do. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie, he gets to wear that hat. And the meaning to me is that when I was in the darkest, deepest time of my life and the enemy had come and stolen my treasure, someone came and gave me a new head covering and gave me a new identity. And when he did that, I was able to walk in his joy. I was able to walk in his boldness. I was able to walk in his grace and his faithfulness. And I was able to act like him from then on out. And so it's a reminder to me of a couple of things. One, how he healed me through a cartoon. (laughs) Two, this is just imagery to remind me of what he did for me. And three, when I hold my kids, they look at me and I look at them the way Robin and Skippy look at each other. And so there was just like all this stuff that kind of came in all together and it made sense. And then as I was looking at it, and it was so much bigger than what I had planned. I mean, I had planned literally like maybe from my shoulder halfway down my, my arm. It came all the way down to my elbow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I might need to like wear a T-shirt one day. So maybe don't do that. What I realized is that when I trust the artist, the artwork that he has for me is bigger than what I imagined. Mm-hmm. And so it was like all this stuff just kind of came together. And so it's why we're such, it's why I'm such a Disney head. I can't speak for. Well, for, that was also the only movie you had growing up that's oh, had a Disney course. reference was yeah. your VHS of Robin Hood. Yeah. We wore that VHS out. Now it was recorded over a, um, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, really funny. <laughs> it was recorded over a, an old Chuck Norris movie. So right when uh, Robin and Maid Marion would get together, Chuck Norris would bl- come on the scene and something would blow up. You're kidding. I am not kidding. Oh my god! And gosh. I would pay good money to have that version again. Absolutely. Um, so next year I'm getting Chuck Norris on my other arm. So see how that <laughs> no, goes. No, 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 no. That's awesome. That is, that is, that's a very cool story. Yeah. I had, I had read um, when you got the tattoo, I read the meaning that you put on Facebook yeah. about it, but um, it's it's fun to hear the the deeper even deeper meaning. Yeah. By the way, y'all, he did not get through that without crying. So. I did. I did not. I needed to out him for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so okay, let's let's talk a little bit about your this most recent trip. And yeah. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear from Julie first. What was your What was your most favorite thing that you did? Ooh. I got a good one. Okay. Your most favorite thing. Okay. So it took a little bit for the kids to get acclimated to, I mean, there's just so much stimulus going on yeah. on this thing and they got a little bit, it took them a while to get acclimated to us putting them in the kids zone, mm-hmm. you know, just leaving them there. So by the last day, we pretty much left them there all day because <laughs> they, the they have a whole adult section. Yeah. 
Okay, and so a couple of days before that, I had walked into the spa and I was like, okay, so what do you have? I, you know, what's, you know, I don't want to get a treatment. What's something that we could do? And they, this lady gave me a tour and she's like, oh, let me show you to our rainforest room. And I'm like, I'm already in. Yes. And she's <laughs> like, you know, it's about, you know, $29 a day per person, which for spa treatment is nothing. That's- and she's like, you just come in here and you do this. You get a band. You can come in as much as you want during that day. Um, you can buy three days and the whole thing. So, there <laughs> he goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, what this room is, is you go in and you're wearing your bathing suit and it's this big room that's tile from head to, you know, top to bottom. And it's got um, a fountain in the middle and it's got all this stuff going on. And so you walk in and to your right is like a steam room. Nice. So you go and you get into the steam room. And then when you're done with the steam room, you go to the <gasps> other room and it's like an aromatherapy steam room. And it's got like eucalyptus and all these things. And then when you're done with that, you're supposed to do these things in order. Um, when you're done with that, you walk down this hallway and they have three shower stalls and they're in different colors. One is red, green, and blue. And the first one is all red tile and it says uh, tropical thunder. And you walk in and you hit the button and the, all the lights in this little stall go red and water comes from the ceiling. Like Hot the rainforest. water. Hot water comes from the ceiling like from the rainforest. And so the next room that you go into is called the... Um, tropical storm. No, that was the first one. I don't know that. Um, I think it was just the rainforest one. Um, it's green. Uh-huh. So the green light therapy. And it had like these showers, which was like a warm temperature that kind of like sprayed out everywhere. Okay. Like you were like you were in a like a like a bad rainstorm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. And then the third one was called the cool fog. And um, it was just a cold mist. And then when you're done, so cool. when you're done, you are supposed to don a robe and then you go to these heated lounge chairs and you just th- are there. So when she showed me, she's like, hey, let me show you. Let me give you a, a tour. And there's this lady who's like spread eagle passed out <laughs> completely on this lounge chair. I'm like, yes, this whatever this is. I want, what I she's want this. Thank you yes. very much. <laughs> and so the last day, Seth and I went together yeah. and we had that whole experience in it. Oh, I would. Fun. And I've been looking for like group ponds and things like that is there something in forward that's kind of like <laughs> this like, a, like but don't google bathhouse yeah that's a yeah, different that's thing a whole different thing no. but yeah <laughs> but so it was totally worth it yeah. i mean and i'll tell you the um i, I stood up from that lounge chair and mm-hmm. just kind of bent over and my back just completely adjusted itself oh my gosh nice. it was so good all right all right so seth what was your favorite thing that you, that you guys did and it has to be different from julie's yeah that's fine um the dolphins <laughs> it's probably swimming with the dolphins because you got to go three times yeah that's fair um we got to go swimming with dolphins and uh-huh. I, I don't know that swimming with dolphins is the right way to say it right. um uh-huh. no pretty much swimming with dolphins no what it is is you're riding a dolphin like a jet ski <laughs> is what it is <laughs> like you swim- how big was this dolphin yeah it, it would by the way i was like dude this dolphin's strong <laughs> I'm a big fella, and this thing is pulling me. You're not you had the baby the first time, I think. No, I don't. I, no, there was a mommy and a baby. It was yeah. so cute. Yeah. Oh, well, and the baby sweet. was supposed to get Jonathan, and Jonathan freaked out. So uh-huh. I actually swam out with Jonathan, uh-huh. and um, which this was his birthday present. You would have thought he would have like loved it, and he was freaking out yeah. the whole time. Yeah, Jill loved it though. Yeah. So I swam him out there, and I was like, okay, you know, all you got to do is grab one fin, grab the other fin, and just hold on. 
you know, and we've seen other people do it. You should be able to find. He was like, okay, I'll, I can do it. And then he got out there like, no, no. And so they were like, just put him on your back. Okay. So I literally put this kid on my back and then Mama Dolphin came and got us both and we did it. And he was like, uh, do you want to do it by yourself? And I was like, I, you know what I do? But this is what you do. You go and you swim out into the middle of this big 25 foot deep tank and everything. And the dolphin comes by and it's turned over on its belly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's swimming upside down. And it wants you to grab each of its fins and then it goes. And I mean, it goes. <laughs> and it's like you try to smile because, you know, you're getting a picture taken. But then the fact that you're smiling gets like just water straight in your mouth. I mean, it's just terrible. But I mean, it was just it's it so much awesome. fun. It's it's the best. Yeah. I mean, it really was. So that was probably my 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 That's favorite. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, any other any other tidbits, any other things that happened that you want to. Was this your first Disney cruise? Yeah. Was yeah. this your first cruise? No. No. Yeah. We cruised first quite a cruise with our children. Yeah. Okay. So it's the first cruise for the yes. kids. And I will give props to Bethesda Christian School and thank you for rearing our children into the right direction of the Lord and of politeness because our children were angels compared to the other children on this boat. Yeah. And so by the end of the trip we're like, okay, we're done. Yeah. I mean yeah. Le- legit. It was it was bad. I don't know that I would ever take kids on a cruise that wasn't a Disney cruise, mm-hmm. but I also don't know how soon I'm going to pay the money to go back on another Disney cruise <laughs> yeah. very shortly. I heard they ain't cheap. No. I mean, for what we spent four days in, you know, we could have flown to Orlando and stayed a week. So we're probably going to do that. I don't know. What you want to do? You want to go in October? I'm being legit. On to, to Disney World? You want to go to Not So Scary? Don't ask me. Okay. We're going to do that probably. All right. (laughs) Did I just break my coffee cup? No. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm really excited for you guys that you guys got to go. Seems like it was a fun trip and the kids seem to have fun. At least when I asked them, they said they had fun. So that's good. Maybe they were lying. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I don't, I doubt they were. I think they, 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 I think they had a good time. (laughs) All right. All right. So, what about you? Have anything for the bee this week? Ooh. Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! So this kind of goes back to a little bit from a boycotting church standpoint of churches boycotting people. It says, in a strategy to be perfect, church asks all sinners to worship elsewhere. Oh man, this is in uh, in Minnesota. <laughs> this picture is uh, hilarious, though. It, I love. Yeah. Um, as part of a broader strategy to make the church perfect, a local congregation has asked all sinners to please stay away. While the church's relaunch into a newer, perfect church is going on, pastors have suggested all congregants with a sin nature should worship elsewhere. Oh, Quote, my word. We're moving in a direction, different direction, and if we're going to be perfect, we all need sinners just to check out other churches for a while, uh, said Pastor Jed. By the way, if your name is Pastor Jed, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you. You know this is in response to that church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You I know. know. It's got to be. Yeah. I might have planned this out today, Ms. Audrey. I'm just saying. Church leadership distributed a list of characteristics that qualify. Uh, one from participation in the congregation. If you have a face, you have been conceived, and you are existing. <laughs> if you have all three of these qualifications, please just stay away for a while. We don't want to give people a bad impression when they visit. No, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah!
All right, Andrea, what's your not for me this week? Okay, so mine, mine not for me. I was uh, listening to a podcast this week, and right now I can't remember which one it was. And somebody on the podcast said something, and I was like, I got to pull over because I got to write this down right now. Okay. My not for me is this phrase, the big guy upstairs. Ooh. I hate that phrase. If you've used this phrase, I do apologize for what I'm about to say. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if, if, this, if this bothers you. I don't like that phrase because it feels like uh, you, number one, you don't have much of a relationship yeah. with the person you're speaking about. Um, and it feels like you're putting like extra distance. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, that's the phrase I, that I, that's my not for me. Okay. The big, the big guy upstairs. Don't call him that. Okay. So Seth, what's your not for me? Um, my not for me is uh, parents who uh, let their children do whatever they want to on a cruise ship. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> let me tell you something. You are in a theater with professional performers and they have worked hard to put together a Disney caliber show and you can't get your kids to shut up. While someone's up there talking, are you kidding me right now? I have to listen to a cacophony of four-year-olds screaming about fruit snacks because you can't get your kid to shut up during a theater presentation? Maybe actually take your kids to the theater every once in a while, you uncultured... But you're not for me, Julie. <laughs> that was almost hot. Do you feel- <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Andrea looks disgusted. And- <laughs> All right, I'm going to go now. <laughs> it just got weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for it. I've been sitting on my not for me for a long time. Oh, Uh-oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely scared right now. <laughs> She wasn't. She was. I was more ready with the drop than she was ready for it. That's good. We've lost her. Oh, oh my word! <laughs> Pass out. Okay. okay. My not for me. <laughs> I'm gonna get so much hate for this. Yeah. Uh oh. Mom culture. Ooh, my mom, not for me is mom culture. I had spent seven years as a stay at home mom. I'm now two years, almost three years working. Um, it has nothing to do with that, but the whole idea of I must be cute. And ironically with my, my messy bun, my slouchy sweatshirt and my athleisure. athleisure wear. Yes. <laughs> while, you know, holding my Starbucks cup and pushing a, Pushing a stroller on my way to Chick-fil-A. Working you know? for three MLMs. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, back off. Sorry about that. I didn't I didn't say which ones. Not your. Listen, if you're upset by that, I wasn't talking about yours. I was talking about the other Clearly, ones. Clearly. I was talking about the other ones. Clearly. <laughs> so that that's my not for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not being a mom. It's not, you know. 
feeling like your momdom is the most important thing in the world, but it's also feeling like your momdom is the most important thing in the world and making that part of your identity. And guess what? I'm Julie Johnson as a mom and I was Julie Johnson before I became a mom. Yeah. And my identity or my the way I carry myself does not change because I have children. In fact, I want my children to know who I am and what I'm about, not just being, you know, this cultural idea of let's all get around and commiserate about, you know, how hard it is to be a mom. Yeah. You you want to be known as as an actual person. Right. And you want you don't want your identity to be wrapped up in you as you who your kids are. Right. Your identity is you as a person. Right. Yeah. Do you know what your kid's favorite color is? I do. If you if you walk into a store, you can automatically know that that's going to be Jill's favorite t-shirt in this whole place. Yeah. That is what's important. Sure. It's not important that people think that you're a good mom. It's important exactly, that you're a mom. Exactly because okay. you Yeah. All right. Man, y'all were like passionate about your not for me's. I mean, you were passionate about big guy upstairs. You just like, you were like, no, don't do it. And that, by the way, the fact that you didn't give me a lot about that, I was like, oh no, she's legit. Oh she no, she didn't make I this am, up. No, I'm, she's. I'm not like. She feels so strongly about it. She she can't. I can't. I yeah. can't even. Can I tell you something? No. <laughs> no, it's a podcast. Please don't say anything. I it's a podcast. <laughs> Cross. Ah. Go ahead. I think that we put so much pressure on moms, and I think a big part of that pressure is to fit into the mom culture role. Yeah. I agree. Is there something that you would like to say to maybe encourage moms who aren't feeling like they're living up to that mom culture? Yeah, you you got it going on. Like I, I mean, you don't have to fit some sort of stereotypical and i say this like in christian mom culture i think it's even worse of you know you have to you know fit into the mom culture and the mom click of being a mom and showing up at play dates and doing all this kinds of stuff in order for you to feel like your child has everything and that you're being the perfect you know june cleaver version or today's june cleaver version of what a mom is yeah no like i release you of that <laughs> I tried I tried for seven years to fit into that mold and it's just not for me. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I want to tell you something. Our kids are still pretty okay. Yeah. I like them. I think they're good kids. All right. Well, um, hey, let's uh I don't know. You guys want to do the church helper from anonymous pastors? Yeah, what you got? Here's- All right. Here you go. You ready? No, I won't tell the rest of the church to vote like you. I don't know if you know this or not, guys, but uh, your church cannot talk to you about who to vote for at, at, at all. Legally, legally, it will it will take they'll take away their 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 tax exempt status, and uh, <laughs> it won't be good for anybody. It's bad. So no, they won't tell you, how, tell to you how to vote. No, they, and if they do. All right, that's a show, (laughs) but our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear your thoughts about any of our topics today. And there have been quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few topics today. Yeah, don't... Lots of landmines. Oh, gosh. We should rename this show Landmines with (laughs) Seth and Andrea. Christian Landmines. You know, our logo is a bomb, so... Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so don't forget to like, follow, comment... Uh, on all the socials, we are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Yeah. And as a reminder for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate $1 to a charity or ministry. Hey, whichever it is this month, I don't remember. Um, but we'll, we will do that. And uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So just remember that the absolute greatest compliment that you can give us is to tell a friend to listen. Um, Listen to this episode, listen to another episode that maybe was your favorite or that you just laughed the whole time you were listening, which I hope you have some episodes of ours that are like that for you. Um, And then, I don't know, maybe just have them subscribe for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because we will be back next week with some more Christian pop culture. But until then, this is Seth. And this is Andrea. And this... It's me. (laughs) This is my wife. The wild card wife. That's her. This has been Dropping Sunday. (laughs) Oh,